0: Thanks for listening to
1: the podcast of Hope Church in East Hampton, Connecticut. Our mission is to love God, love people, and serve the world. To find out more about Hope Church, be sure to check out our website at cthope.com. Okay, you guys good? Good morning. How are you? You know, it's not fun being up here in the lights and I can't see anybody. You know, it's really not fun. Uh, Good morning. Welcome to Hope Church. Hi everybody online. Grab a cup of coffee for the next two and a half or three hours. We're going to go through a couple things for you. So we will have a bathroom break in the middle. Um, This is Sherry and I'm Roger and we are the leaders of the prayer team here at Hope Church. And when Tom is feeling really adventurous, he invites us to speak because sometimes we're a little bit off the reservation And, and you'll get the hang of that if you don't already know us. You'll see that as we go along. Uh, I'd like to apologize, to begin with, to the tech crew in the back. Um, We did give you our notes and we did give you cues for things, but there have been times where we'll just follow a rabbit trail and we'll disappear into the sunset. So we're really sorry about that back there, guys. What's that? Best kind? Okay, well, we'll try to find as many rabbits as we can. Great song. Bring it to the Lord in prayer there at the end. We're going to be talking about one of the basics today of Christianity, and that basic is uh, a prayer, because that's what we're in charge of, and that's what theoretically we know the most about. Um, Prayer is in the Bible, depending on which Bible version you're reading, anywhere between 300 and 700 times So prayer or prayer is mentioned in the Bible. We think that's a lot, so we think we probably ought to pay attention to that. Also, go ahead and throw that first one up, Tom, Uh, that Paul guy said, pray without ceasing. That was it. Pray without ceasing. So I'm sure you're doing that right now, right? You're praying without ceasing right now. I said, Paul, i got to go to work. What do we do when I'm working? Do I pray then? Believe me, if you worked with me, you'd be praying then too. It's an awful lot of fun. No, it's not really that, that much fun. In James, it tells us to confess our sins to one another. Anybody done that recently? I didn't think so. Okay. Um, and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. So we're going to be talking about prayer a little bit uh, today, um, and, and really probably the most important thing we need to tell you about prayer. You chip in any time here, by the way. All right. Uh, the most important thing we need to tell you about prayer is prayer is a relationship. It's not a recitation. It's not something that we do and recite, it's to improve our relationship, this relationship. This relationship we're getting pretty good at every day, and this relationship needs that work as well. Is that right? Uh, Hit the next one, Tom. C.S. Lewis said, I pray because I can't help myself. I pray because I'm helpless. I pray because the need flows out of me all the time, waking and sleeping. And I think the key line here is it doesn't change God. It changes me. We have a God that is the same today, tomorrow, was, yesterday. He's not going to change. We are. And, and that's the whole point of the relationship is for us to be improved by that communication and by that relationship with God. Did I do that all right? All right. I keep checking in with her because she knows everything. Um, <laughs> also, uh, Dutch um, philosopher, Soren Kierkegaard, he said, prayer does not change God but it changes him who prays. So if we walk into praying with God, thinking that we're going to change his mind, and yes, I know there's scripture there about the, you know, the widow that drove the judge crazy and drove God crazy. I know all that. But if we think we're going to go in and change God, that's probably not going to happen. You might want to think about, uh, <laughs> as we say, who owns this problem? And it's probably not God. Um, here's what Jesus had to say about prayer. Go ahead, Tom. For they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. I think uh, part of this at the beginning, uh, where it says, go into your room, close the door and pray. I think that's where the whole prayer closet thing came from. Where It's almost like we have to have a separate place in the house where we need to go at 5 a.m. and pray. And, and And that's a good thing. And people should do that kind of thing. But I think... Because we're men and because we think of things in our heads that are good for us, we think that's the only way it can be done when you should know my prayer closet is a 2014 F-150 because I drive an hour back and forth to work and I spend some amazing time in prayer for you, for us, in, in my prayer closet, which you know just happens to require me
0: paying taxes to the state of Connecticut. I, I think there's also uh, a picture here of... Um, imagine that you're at the family reunion and you're going to see some people in your family that you love and haven't seen in a really long time. But so much activity got planned for this event that you go to the, you're going bowling and then you're going to watch a movie and then you're going to do the thing and then you're going to do the thing and you never get to just sit down with that one cousin that you love and adore and want to get caught up with. And you never get a chance to just talk to that one person and have that, that nice alone time with them. That's almost the way that I picture that going into the closet time. It's that, you know, God, I can, I can sing, I can listen to worship music on the radio when I'm driving to work. I can read scripture in the morning, you know, before I start my day. I can, I can do all these things. But there's that exchange conversation that is amazing where you really get to connect with the other entity, the other person. And that's that time of just shutting out everything else and just having that connection. So that's, that's kind of the way I picture that closet time.
1: <laughs> and it's very interesting because in that scripture in Matthew, Matthew, it's Jesus really teaching the apostles how to pray. Yeah, and he, that's what he's doing. He's yeah. instructing them how to do something they've never really done before. Uh, and it's called, here, guys, this is how it goes. Here, it should be this easy. And that's when he sets up the Lord's Prayer. And, and you're going to put that up for us? You guys, can we do this together? Would that be all right? Yeah. Okay. Our Father who art, who art to heaven. We stop there.
0: Interesting that we stop there.
1: Because normally there would be people in this room who are going, why are you stopping there? There's a whole nother line.
0: For thine is the kingdom, the kingdom and the, and the power, power and the glory, and the glory forever. forever <laughs> yeah. Amen. Okay. That's what I want to do.
1: <laughs> Preach it, brother. Um, if Depending on which version of the Bible you read, it's either in there or it's not. And if it's in there some places, it's in italics. And then there's this big discussion about whether it should be there or not. And there's a long story. And do it if you want. Don't do it if you don't want. Remember, this is just a prototype. Okay? This is a prototype. This is instructions on how to pray. That's really what it is. I'm teaching you how to do this. So we thought it would be a good idea because we're into basics We thought it would be a good idea to break this down a little bit for you, okay? We're going to break down the Lord's Prayer. You can't get any more basic than that, kids, (laughs) really. So let's start with um, our Father. All right, let's stop there. Now, I saw in the back there, I think it was Carrie, immediately thought, if he's going to stop after every two words, we're never going to make lunch. Don't worry, we'll kick this up. It'll go along pretty quickly. Our Father, Abba, Papa, Father, Father, in the family unit, fathers provide protection, provision, identity. Jesus is telling them, "This is your father. This is what he does. He's establishing our identity. We're no longer servants. We're no longer slaves. We are sons and daughters of God." He says, "When you, when you pray, he, you're praying to our father. He's my father, Jesus says, as well as your father. That's who you're praying to. We are sons and daughters." And there's an identity thing there that you'd be surprised how many times we're, we're praying with people that identity creeps into the prayer somewhere because people are unsure of who they are in God. They're not only unsure of who God is, they're unsure of who they are right. in relation to God. And so we hear a lot of prayers that are like, you know, I'm just, you know, a lawyer in the Marianas Trench. It was a bad lawyer joke. Okay, I won't okay. do that again. You know, I'm just a worm. God and I know I'm just a worm, and, you know. No, no, you're not a worm. You're a, son. you're a son or a daughter. That's right. So, thinking in in terms of that relationship, how would you like your father to treat you? How would you like to treat your father? How would you like to relate to them? Our Father who art in heaven. His domain is heaven, and though He is everywhere, this rule, uh, this world that we live in, is a fallen world. It's a mess. It's it's ruled by the evil one. And and those are the trials and tribulations that we encounter is because we're living in a broken world. We're broken people living in a broken world. Mm -hmm. You want to add anything to that? I know that's one of your favorites. It's important to remember where he is. Yeah, it's important to remember where he is. Uh, Hallowed be thy name, holy, sanctified, or set apart, blessed, awed, are we by all of your names. El Shaddai, Adonai, Elohim, Yahweh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rathi, and others. And all your names are sacred to us, and we call no other by them. And if you want to do a great study sometime, mm. go ahead and study the names of God in yeah. the Bible. It's a fun study. It's, it,
0: go ahead. Well, it's the way you get to know who he is. Because you know he's God, but he's Jehovah uh, Shalom. He's our peace. He is Jehovah, help me, um, the one that's the provider, uh, Jireh. Jehovah Jireh, he is our provider. He's our provision. He's just, the names tell you the character of him. And you're like, oh, wait a second. Okay, he's really good. This is a good father. This is not an example of an earthly father that some of us may have experienced that may not have been all that great. This is the exceptional, perfect father figure that all of us need and crave. And we get to learn that by looking at just his names. Um, An interesting thing, we started breaking this apart, and I noticed that our Father, okay, it's about him, who art in heaven, it's where he lives, it's about him, hallowed be thy name, telling us about who he is, his character. The first three chunks of the Lord's Prayer are all about God. This is how we recalibrate. I don't know, any machinists, any people who work with machines that have to be calibrated, if you know, just imagine a tire. We all drive cars. You know if a tire is out of balance because you get that feeling and you can feel it in the steering wheel and the headrests in the back are going back and forth. And you're like, oh man, one of my tires is out of balance. That tire needs to be recalibrated so it's aligned and directly, you know, perfectly up and down so that it rides smoothly, right? We tend to get out of alignment, out out of balance. We're running around and You know, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I've got this stuff to do. And I don't know how we're going to, we don't have the money for the stupid car. And he'll be like, hey, have you talked to Jesus about that? I'm like, because I hate being reminded that I have forgot this very simple thing of just talk to God about it. So, so I do the big sigh. It's like, okay, Lord, and I can just stop right there because I've suddenly been recalibrated because I realize He's there. He is God. He is in heaven. He's my father. He's my provider. Why am I freaking out? You know, it's just like you go from that to suddenly going, whoosh. Okay, realigned. Perspective. We got it. Okay, anchored. Now, God, let's talk about business. We need some help here. And that's what the rest of the prayer is about, how we do business with God, how we talk to our Father and say, Father, I need some help with this. Can you step into this situation? Can you help do this? So look at the Lord's Prayer from that perspective of the first three, it's about Him, who He is, who we are, that realignment of, oh yeah, I forgot, I'm your daughter, you love me. You take care of me. You're my protection. You're my provision. You're my comfort. You're my peace. Oh okay. Now I can breathe. Okay, now that I'm breathing, thank you. And can I talk to you about some stuff that's really got me upset and I don't know what to do? Can you help me with this? And that's a completely conversation than different conversation than (gasps) which is what I do to him all the time. Okay?
1: It is is my favorite part of the day when she does that um, thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven uh, I love this because we're living in this fallen world and I want him to invade I want heaven yeah. to invade earth Yeah, this place is a mess I don't know if you've noticed but it's a mess and, and we could use a little of I'm sorry you noticed you notice? <laughs>
0: excellent
1: thanks for the that little feedback <laughs> there that was good you know, Being a former radio guy, I talked to 10,000 people by myself, never heard any feedback. I'm glad to hear it now. Uh, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it, in he- as it is in heaven. God, bring heaven to earth. Yeah. And, and that's a prayer, oddly, that we've prayed on a regular basis. It's like, God, we need some of that. We need some of that kingdom here. Yeah. And then, interestingly enough, you're probably that piece. Mm-hmm. You're probably that piece of the kingdom that's here. And so the, the gift that God put into you is the gift that needs to shine in this dark world and that's that little piece of heaven that that has come to this kingdom. Give us this day our daily bread as Jehovah Jireh, as Sherry said Mm. God provides. You are the great provider who supplies all our needs reminding us it reminds us that we need him every day. Give us this day our daily bread he provided manna for Israel for all those years but it, it was only good for one day Every day they had to go out and gather it again. And by the way, they got a little cranky at the end. You mean I got to go get the manna again? (laughs) Yes, you got to go get it again. But it was daily. It was a daily thing that they had to do. It's a daily thing that we have to do or should do. You don't have to do anything, but it might be a good idea. Yeah. And it's not just physical food. It's our spiritual food as well. There's only one place for us to go to get fed spiritually, and that is in a relationship with God. That's the only place we can go. I mean, I can't, I can't have a spiritual relationship with my truck. Though I love it dearly. Um, I can only go to God and, and have a relationship with God. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have tresp- trespassed against us. Um, so in some translations, it says forgive us our debts as, as we forgive those who are indebted to us. And, and this, by the way, is Christianity 101. It's all about forgiveness. Um, it was so important that, that God took care of it himself, we couldn't do it. We had to be forgiven, and we had to pay a debt that we couldn't pay. And so he said, yeah, you can't do that. I'll take care of that for you. And we'll talk more about forgiveness in just a little bit because it is, it is a big, hairy deal. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. I always thought that was weird. Why would God lead me into temptation? And I did some study on that, and I said, okay, God, what does this really mean? It means don't lead us, meaning allow us to fall into the trap of the enemy who comes to steal and kill and destroy. In this fallen world, we need your protection from everything, from everything we encounter.
0: And it's not only the, the protection from it. It's, God, give me the wisdom, you know, that that all-encompassing, lead us not into temptation. Well, there's temptation. We need to know his character. We need to know who we are. We need to know what he says in scripture about how we are to live our lives. It's that application of wisdom and discernment in every single moment. When that temptation comes, God, I need that wisdom. Help me fight the temptation. Help me have the courage and the faith to say no, to step back, to change course, whatever it is. There, it's that whole navigation of this crazy world where we are sons and daughters of God, the King of Heaven, maker of the universe, living in this place physically for a short time that is a circus. It's a circus. This earth life is a circus. And if we do not have His absolute input, if we don't have an ear to Him, an understanding of who he is and what he can do and what we can do to navigate through this circus, we're, we're going to trip. We're going to fall. And then we even need him to just pick us up and clean us off and push us back out there again. So R-
1: rub some dirt on it, get back in the game.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. uh, friends of ours, including us, who have been in denominational churches, typically there will be a book of prayer. And in that book are approved prayers. And these are the words that have been approved by some authority. And say, these are the prayers you should pray. And those are good. And, and those are absolutely good. Absolutely. But what the Lord's Prayer does, is says, this isn't the way you should just recite this. And it becomes rote. And then there's no meaning to it. It's also a model for how to pray. So it becomes a model, not just a prayer.
0: Right.
1: Do you like that part? Yeah. All right, can we yep. move on?
0: Yes. All right.
1: <laughs> um, you know, Sherry is fond of saying, talk to him as you would talk to anyone in your life. Talk about your dreams, your fears, anything. It's simple. It's relational. And it, most importantly, even a child could do it. You can teach your kids how to do this Absolutely. where it's not just a recitation of words, but it's a, hey, how do you feel about this? Do you want to talk to God about that? Should we talk to God about that? Yeah, we can do that. Okay, come on. Let me, you, you start, and, and I'll help you. Oh, I don't know how to do it. Okay, I'll start, and then you chime in. How's that? And so what we're doing is we're teaching these individuals, these little minions that we have, how to actually connect with God without it just being uh, punch my time card to do my prayer, three Our Fathers, two Hail Marys, and a good act of contrition. You know, it's not just that. It's, it's happening in here and in here. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the, the key is what is your heart behind the prayer? because a prayer can honestly be a million different things. And I'm just gonna list some stuff here and I could go on forever, but I just wrote a short list. It can be a prayer written by someone else. It could be a book of prayers. And you just, you read through something and you're like, that is so where I am right now. And so you read those written words as your prayer and your heart is behind it. God sees that, that is absolutely fine. You know, there is, we're not saying don't ever do written prayers, no pray anything, pray everything, pray them all, you know. He sees the heart behind the prayer. It could be three Hail Marys from a genuine heart of someone who is desperate for help from her, her father, and he is absolutely going to honor that heart. It, he's not looking at the form, you know, so much. He's looking at the heart. So look at this. Pray a written prayer by someone else. If fits your situation or expresses your heart in a way that you weren't able to articulate, go for it pray internally with your thoughts not a spoken word fine pray out loud great pray loud soft boldly haltingly sing a song as a prayer you know you hear a song come on caleb on the radio and you're like oh man that is so where i am right now and you can't even sing but you do it anyway and you're just like ah, yeah, ah, you know you just hanging in there but your heart is expressing through the music that's going out right then it's like, God, this is, it. this is what I'm giving to you right now in the way that I can. Do it, that's fine. Um, tears, oh, I cannot tell you how many times tears have been my prayer because I'm so upset or so hurt or so broken that all I can do is blubber At one point I even literally would open my Bible to Psalms and I would find the Psalm that expressed what I was trying to pray to God. I would sit there and I I would hold up my Bible and I'd be like you know I didn't say a word I'm pointing to the Bible hoping that he's reading what I mean to say to him but I can't do it because I'm too busy crying you know he was fine with that I'm sure Because I think about a parent-child relationship. If my kid comes to me and the the chin is quivering and you're like, yeah, what's going on? What's going on? And they're just like, you know, and they let loose and all they do is bawl. You have no idea what's going on, but what you do know, your kid's in pain. Something has happened. You love them and you want to help and you are going to hang on to them, wait for them to calm down until they have words. And then you're gonna help them out as best you can and guide them. Think of that picture with us going to Papa God or, or Jesus or Holy Spirit, whoever you relate to the best. Go to them, go to the one that you connect with. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be polished. It doesn't have to be pious. Um, and you know, if you need reverent because you feel that that's how you connect with God, then do it reverently. If you need to do the Lord's Prayer as it is, do it. And you get stuck on one line, and you just repeat that one line over and over because this is where I am. This is where I am. God, I need you to hear this. I need you to hear this. He hears it. (laughs) Sorry.
1: (laughs) Uh, By the way, I just lost in the pool. I had 27 minutes before Sherry would cry. (laughs) We're not there. I just lost.
0: (laughs) It's okay if you sound illogical unreasonable. Um, I will never forget a scene with some girlfriends of mine. I don't swear. I just was raised not to swear. I mean, if, if we said the word fart, we got in trouble. You know, I mean, we grew up in a, in a pretty strict household. I, I didn't swear. I just didn't. And I know the swear words. I know them. Okay, I know them. I'm not going to use them. Um, I was so upset as a married Person with the stepdaughters, etc. Something had happened. I honestly don't even remember what it was, but one of the daughters had made me so angry. I was beside myself. So I went over to my girlfriend's, a couple other friends were there, all believers. You know, we, we were tight, went to church together. And I'm sitting there relaying this scene to them and telling them, What she said, what she did. And I stood up and I let it rip. And words came out of my mouth I had never uttered before.
1: Wayne would know what they are.
0: (laughs) Stop. Stop.
1: Because he he was in the the Navy. He
0: was in the Navy. He knows those words. He was in the Navy. Okay, (laughs) Okay, enough. All right. Anyway, sorry, Wayne. Got you, bro. (laughs) But I'm standing there expecting correction. I was expecting, (gasps) you know, Sherry just said those words, you know, and they didn't even blink. These friends sat there because they knew the heart behind what I was sharing with them. I was unloading, (laughs) seriously unloading. They accepted me. They accepted the fact that I was hurt, that I was broken, that I needed help, that I needed advice, and I needed to just unload. They just sat there and they were like, Yep, and then they let me talk a little more and calm down, just like you do with a little kid. And finally, I was like, you guys, what do I do? What do I do? I don't even know what to do. We all started talking. Never once did anybody say anything about the fact that I did swears, you know? That wasn't even an issue. And I feel like sometimes we don't want to go to God with that level of real, raw, (laughs) honest transparent conversation and I'm here to tell you if you swear and you're upset and you need to talk to God what is he looking at is he looking at the swears he's looking here he's looking at my kid my kid who is so messed up right now and needs me and I'm gonna let them vent and get it out because he's God he can handle it okay I'm not saying you're talking you're not attacking him You're not attacking him. I wasn't attacking my friends. I was sharing my situation. And I think it's so important for us to know that God is so able (laughs) to handle us in all our filth, in all our mess, in a real, raw way. (laughs) And there are times when, yeah, you need to hold back the swears to, to protect somebody else, you know? Wisdom and discernment. We've got to use wisdom and discernment all the time, and we need him for that. I know I'm talking a mile a minute now. Sorry. That's right.
1: We have plenty of time. All right, okay. Two and a half hours.
0: One, one more situation. The, on the theme of raw and real, I'd never noticed this before, but I was like, wait a second. Wasn't there, what did Jesus pray when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, facing his own crucifixion and, and beating and just absolute agony, and then facing being a sacrificial lamb with the sins of the world gonna be put on him before he was resurrected. I mean, he was gonna have to go through literal hell and he's facing that. Now, as a human, with the kind of lives we have, I don't know that we can even comprehend what he was facing because he was fully God and fully man. He literally said, and going a little farther, he fell on his face praying and said, Father, if it be possible, Let this cup pass from me. He's saying, do we have to do this? Think about that for a minute. This is Jesus knowing that the the connection of mankind is on his shoulders right now. He has to complete this work for our salvation. He has to do this or all is lost. And he's saying, do I have to do this? There was a moment where Jesus was so real in his humanness And I think he did that. Sorry. I think he did that. He went there because he knew how broken and how hurt and how wounded some of us were going to be in the course of our lives. And that we needed to know that our father was still going to manage to handle that in us. And he went there and then immediately followed it with, but God, not my will, but yours. He recalibrated he let himself go there to absolute 100% pure honesty about, I am so freaking frightened about what I'm about to do. I almost wish this didn't have to happen. But God, I'm in. I'm in. He was so real that he expressed it, and then he realigned said, but your Father, and I'm doing this because we love these guys, and we want them reconciled back to us. Amen. So. Oh, sorry, you got
1: to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm leaving. No. Uh, this is what we do. Um,
0: Raw and real. <laughs> what we do.
1: Uh, Sherry and I are firm believers that, that there, is, there is power in words. Uh, you know, death and life. Yeah. Uh, power of the tongue, death That's and right. life. And, and if we speak things out loud, that that helps. And, and, and interestingly, it helps in a couple of ways. It helps spiritually. It helps you organize your thoughts and then actually cognitively, you know, half the time I don't know what I believe until I speak it out loud. Or I even don't know what I'm feeling until I speak it out loud. And th- there's a lot of power in that. So you know, not only is it spiritually appropriate to, to do those things out loud, it, it helps you cognitively and intellectually. And you, it gets you processing in your brain, yeah. you know, exactly what you really feel or think about things. And then you could have that conversation with Papa that tells you, you know, Oh, that's what I really need to readjust. That's how I need to realign. That's where I need to go. How are we doing so far, guys? we doing all right? There okay, it. so. So, yeah. we, got a lot of, we got a lot of notes here. <laughs> that one isn't any good anymore. We're going to burn that one. Okay, so what about prayer here at Hope Church? Let's bring it back down into our little local universe. Well, there's several different ways that we deal with prayer here. Number one, obviously, is individual prayer. We encourage you to do that. Yep. You know, pray with each other. Pray by yourself. Uh, however you want to do that is terrific. Please do have that conversation relationally with Papa. Yeah. That's, a good night. That, that's a good thing. On Monday nights here at 630, here, here in this here auditorium, uh, we have corporate prayer where we're praying for you and we're praying for each other, and we pray for the church, and we pray for the leadership, and we pray for the country sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes we get down finally to just praying for individuals and their illnesses. I mean, we can go that fine, or we can go as large as praying for the leadership of the country. Uh, so, and you're all welcome to come. Anybody. This isn't like a private yeah. little group where you have to show your, your badge to get in. Yeah. Hi, Sherry. Yes. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> Margie taking care of Sherry. Uh, it's not a private little group, you know, it's just us and nobody can get in. You guys are all welcome to come. Okay, that's Monday nights. Feel free. We're here at 630. Uh, you don't have to bring snacks or anything like that. That's not a come. And then you've probably seen us up here where we talk about, you know, after-service prayer where there's some of us up here that will pray for you. If you want to be a part of that team, just come up and say, hey, I want to be a part of that team. And, and what happens is all we're going to teach you, about that. It's just some of the protocols about, tea, about, about praying with other people. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like you have to have a degree. No. Uh, all you have to have is a heart to do it. Yeah. And we'll, we'll just talk you through a couple of things, you just know, that, that you shouldn't, a little orientation that you, yeah. you should and shouldn't do when you're praying for other people.
0: We'd love to have more people.
1: And we'd love to have more people on that team because right now it's Raji and the chicks. <laughs> um, <laughs> case in point, me Sherry, Margie, right? Margie, who just Mar- Margie. You. Thank you, Margie. Who else is here? Um, Linda. Linda is here. is here somewhere. Paula. Paula's Shook on that is team. Here? Uh, Heather. Here?
0: Heather. Yeah. Um, Linda Searles. Uh,
1: Maria's I'm Sorry, Maria. Maria. Hi. Lynn Collison. And, and that's really the team up front here, but I could use I could use some testosterone <laughs> on that team, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of tough being there all by myself. Um, and so that's, that's post-service or after-service prayer. We'd love to have you as part of the team. Yeah. Just come up and ask us and talk to us. And,
0: and that's also the team who receives prayer requests that we yeah. funnel from the church. If they come into the church and then we send it out to that prayer team to be praying for requests that come to the church office.
1: Yeah. So that's, uh, that's after-service prayer. Um, we have another, another deeper prayer time called Freedom Prayer. And if you guys want to talk about that a little bit, that's where we get together with a team of a couple of three people and, and, and talk with you and pray through some issues that you might want to pray through. Uh, we do that. We're training that team now. That, that does require some significant training. And we're training that team now, and we'll be ready for public consumption before too long. Yeah. So that's, that's how you can all connect with prayer here at Hope Church. Um, do we have time for? I think we do. Okay, go for it. Uh, if not, Tom will just say, yeah, you're not teaching again till 2025. <laughs> you used all your time.
0: Come on, use your time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I promised that we would circle back to forgiveness because forgiveness is Christianity 101. And what we find is, is that people have a real hard time with forgiveness. Does anybody have a hard time beside being with forgiveness? Mm-mm. Yeah, okay. Like yeah. a lot of you guys. Bill, I noticed you didn't raise your hand. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, I really I find it funny that, you know, Peter says to Jesus, Well, you know, should I forgive my brother seven times? And he thinks he's a real hot ticket. You know, <laughs> seven <laughs> times, baby. I'm doing it seven times. Jesus goes, Yeah, no, no. Seven times 70, you'll be fine, thanks. And we find this to be true all the time when we're praying with people and we're talking about forgiveness is, but I thought I forgave my mom about that, and yet here I am. I'm still here. Or I forgot, you know, I I, I thought I forgave my brother about that, but I'm still here. Well, okay, that's time two. Now you're on two. You still got 488 to go. It'll be all right. Uh, What we found is that that people have a hard time because they don't know what forgiveness is. Usually, and, and you can stick this one up, Tom, What forgiveness is not. Let's start there, okay? Forgiveness is not an erasure of your mind. It's not like you're going to forget what happened. That's not what forgiveness is. It's not letting anyone off the hook. It's not like they won't be punished in some way, shape, or form if I forgive them. You're not letting anybody off the hook. As a matter of fact, there's a pastor friend of ours up in Wisconsin. His classic line is, unforgiveness is like taking poison and hoping the other guy dies. Because the only person you're keeping in jail is you. People that you, talk, people that you think you need to forgive may not even know they've offended you in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. And I love the people that go up, to, yeah, go up to you go, listen, I forgive you for the thing that you did. And, huh? and you don't even know <laughs> what yeah. happened. That's a lot of fun. We'll pray for you, too. Um, it's not condoning what the other individual did. You're not approving of that behavior. Right. That's not what forgiveness is. And it doesn't require, and this is really important, especially in the cases of, uh, of abuse, yeah. it does not require a reestablishment of the relationship. There is nothing in forgiveness that says that I've got to go back to the place that, that kicked the heck out of me. Absolutely nothing in forgiveness that says that. Well, what forgiveness is, that's the other note. Uh, it's a gift that you give yourself. You're no longer bound by your anger, your bitterment, uh, bitterness, or your resentment. You're releasing that anger, that bitterness, and resentment. It doesn't have a hold on you anymore. You transact spiritual business with God, and you're, you're set free. You're set free. Not the, quote, perpetrator, unquote. Not the person that you're still angry with, no. Also, it's obedience to God. He said, forgive. Must be a good idea. I think I'll do that. So how do we forgive? That could be a really tough thing. Because usually what we hear when we're praying with people is, oh, I sort of forgive you, Bob, for the thing that you did that time. Okay, why? You know, and it's, it's that limited. The first thing is, you got to stop talking about what happened. I know that sounds ridiculous, but stop talking about it. If you're still talking about what happened, that means there's still sauce on it. That means you still have some real problems. You have some, angerness, some anger, some bitterness, some resentment. You've got to, got to learn to stop talking about it. This is not a topic for conversation if you have forgiven. It's gone. Typically, we talk about three steps in forgiveness. One is you count the debt. You count the trespass. And and you count everything that's connected with it. Mom, you owed me. Literally, the the, the verbiage is, Mom, you owed me, teaching me how to be blah, blah, blah. You owed me nurturing and protection. And, And there's a long list of things that may come out. And it's very specific. And it typically is lengthy. And once we get somebody going on that debt list, they take over and they go on on their own. And it's surprising what things are really hanging on their heart. And some people will say, well, if I say that to, like, my mom or my dad, I'm dishonoring my mother or my father, and it will not go well with me, it says in Ephesians.
0: But then there's also the element of, as you get into the middle of starting to count the debt and just literally speak, boy, I wish you you had done this for me. I needed this from you. I needed this from you. I wish I had grown up with this from you. You never modeled this for me. You find yourself realizing, wow, I never even thought about that, but I never learned how to have a discussion, how to have a debate, how to, and, and it gets emotional. And then all of a sudden, somewhere in this list, you start realizing, she wasn't able to give me those things because she didn't know how either. And you start the compassion and the empathy of, whoa, what did she grow up with where she wasn't provided? teaching about those things, and maybe her mom didn't give those things to her, and you start, all of a sudden, your perspective completely changes, and it gives you the ability to forgive and cancel that debt of what she owed you, and even possibly go to a place where you can go, wow, mom, in prayer, you can just say, man, I bless you. I bless you and your life, and thank you for the good Stuff you gave me. I'm hanging on to everything that you were able to give me that was good. You know, you just, everything shifts when you go through this process.
1: So first count the debt. Then the important thing is cancel the debt. And literally, we have some people that will go, okay, I got the debt here. Canceled. <laughs> and that's okay. Or they hand it to Jesus. They yeah, hand act that it debt. out. They just act it out. They say, hey, okay, you want to give that list? Yeah, here, let's give that list to Jesus. And they do that. And, and they feel as though those kinds of things are important to them. And they actually do it.
0: Write the list and burn it. Write the it. list. Burn it. <laughs> Cancel Whatever. the debt.
1: I no, ho- I no longer hold this debt against you.
0: Yeah.
1: And quite frankly, because you're not, you have never been able to fulfill that debt anyway. Yeah. If this sounds at all familiar, we were not able to fulfill our debt and somebody else filled it for us. Yeah. So we should be canceling our debt. Forgive us our trespasses as, as we, we forgive, forgive others. And then the most important thing probably is to release the individual from your judgment. Yeah. You're judging them, and you're, you're judging them coming up short in some way, shape, or form. You've got to release that at some point and say, you know, mom, dad, brother, I, I release you from my judgment. I have no place judging you. That's yeah. Jesus' job. Jesus' job is, judge. Yeah. Jesus, I'm sorry I took your job and, and judged my brother for this. And I, I release him now in Jesus' name. And I bless them. And that's if you got a lot of courage at the end, you could even bless the person yeah. that you're having some difficulty with. Yeah. Um, and, and I know we kind of motored through that, but I thought it was important to talk about it, seeing us how it was in the Lord's Prayer about forgiveness and how 99.9% of the time when we're praying with people, some unforgiveness is involved somewhere. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy uh, how often that happens. And, and guys, you know... Um, I think uh, Brant, do you have anything that you need to wrap up with? Because I'm giving you like a thirty second warning here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have to. Um You know, if you need help
0: yeah.
1: with with prayer in forgiving anyone, we'd be glad to help you walk through that anytime. We, we'd be glad to help you do that.
0: And our team can help you. If you and our team can help you. We want to pray.
1: And, and everything that gets said to us uh, is confidential
0: absolutely
1: you know it's not like we put it on the church website um so so if you you want some help with that feel free to come up and, and, and meet with anybody that's up here after the service or if you want to set up a separate time yeah. to meet and and do that we'll do that too yeah. uh, we're available for those things so so feel free to do that um and, again, you, you saw the folks that were on the team, feel free to approach them and say, hey, I need prayer for blah. You know, that's, that's really okay. Yeah. Um, and if you have any questions about what we just spoke about or if you have any questions about joining the prayer team or anything like that, feel free to, feel free to you know, approach one of us and we'll talk to you.
0: And there's the discussion group following the service over in the gym. Yeah, If in you about, want to discuss some of this further, we'll be there in the discussion group today. Yeah,
1: and about 10 or 15 minutes after the service ends, we can go across the hall yeah. and talk in more detail if you want. Uh, we'd be glad to see you there. Okay, yeah, you want to do it or you want me to do it? Go ahead. Okay. Um, Father, thank you. Thank you, A, um, basic Christianity. You sent your son so that we wouldn't be in a mess. Uh, thank you uh, for that. Thank you for giving us um, a model for how to connect with you and, and how to relate to you. Thank you for that. Father, I ask that for everyone in this room today and everyone watching online, Father, that you would give them a little nudge about how, how much you're just waiting for them to talk to talk and engage with, with them. That, that you would give them just a little, a little nudge that says, hey, I'm right here. And I got your back, and I love you, and I'm glad you're my kid. And, Lord, I thank you that everyone in here is a loved child of God. That's right. Everyone. Yeah, thank you. I thank you for that. Uh, Thank you uh, for being here today. Love you guys.
0: Thanks, guys.